Hey, everybody, it's Mike from the Mike Whitener Show, powered by Sonic Web Studios. Visit online at sonicwebstudios.com for all your needs. Looking at a professional website without breaking your budget, Sonic Web Studios is the answer. Sonic Web Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at sonicwebstudios.com. Mention the Mike Wagner Show, get 20% off your first project. Sonic Web Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout out to our official sponsor of the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author Mia Mosenzia. If you love fast paced mysteries, you love Missing by Mia Mosenzia, available on Amazon paperback and ebook. Missing is fast paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. Takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson Zia's garnered great reviews in Eve 11 endorsed by Howard's celebrities, including Joanna Cassidy, Forbes Riley, and Minneapolis. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Molson Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms heard in over 100 countries, including Facebook, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Also, Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, Audible, Apple Music. Also heard on HamiltonRadio.net, Diamonds FM, Oldies Radio, and a few networks coming soon. Take the Mike Wagner Show with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Wagner Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Wagner Show on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter today. And for great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Wagner Show podcast. T-shirts, pop sockets, throw pillows, tote bags, hoodies, baseball gear, and more. Makes great gifts 24-7 for family, friends, and loved ones. Amazon.com. Check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash Mia Molson Zia for great books like Missing, Once, and Wrinkles. Also, T-shirts, pop sockets, hoodies, phone cases, and more. Amazon.com slash Mia Molson Zia. Check it out today. I'll support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, and the themikewidenershow.com. Make sure you do so today. We're here with a terrific gentleman who's a writer and physician living in central Michigan. He's diverse works at spectacular fiction from um, the uh, the sublime to surreal appeared in award-winning um, fiction um, magazines uh, around the world as well, too. And he's also authored hundreds of articles on nutrition, health, wellness, as well as uh, optimal prevention. Also, his new book tells a surreal story of Kevin, who had been released from prison after serving six years and featuring several twists. And uh, his new book is called Deep Roots. And um, we'll also talk about his uh, first book, Optimal Prevention, The Five Most Common Killers. What are they? Well, I guess we'll just find out. Live, ladies and gentlemen, from the Plus Studio somewhere in Central Michigan, the multi-talented writer and physician of his brand new book, Deep Roots, ladies and gentlemen, Edward Rosick. Edward, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Mike. Wonderful to be here. Well, it's great to have you on board, Edward. So you're a writer and physician living in Central Michigan. Your diverse uh, works of spectacular uh, fiction from Sublime to the Surreal appeared in award-winning magazines and articles as well. You also authored uh, hundreds of articles uh, on nutrition, health, also wellness and optimal prevention. Your new book talks about the surreal story of Kevin, who had been released from prison uh, six years after uh, serving a sentence and a number of twists have occurred along the way. You also had a book called Optimal Prevention, which uh, you reveal the five most common killers and also your notebook, Deep Roots. And before we get into all that, Kevin, or Ed, Edward, I'm sorry, I'm getting the character so fast. Tell us how you first got started. Well, I, you know, Mike, I've always been a writer. I really, I, I've been writing since I was literally five years old. So it's just something I've always done. And uh, it's just, I've continued to do throughout my life. Especially in the last 10 years, I think my writing has really taken off both in nonfiction and fiction. 
Mm -hmm. And what was that one precise moment that simply influenced you into what you're doing for the rest of your career? Well, again, it's, it's when you're a writer, and as, as, as you know, because you talk to a lot of writers, I mean, it's just something we need to do, right? If we're not writing, we're, we're grumpy and we're miserable. And <laughs> it's just, it's just something, something we need to do. So um, it's just something I enjoy. It's something I think I've gotten better at as the years have gone by. Uh, I like honing a craft, whatever that craft may be, in, in my case, writing. And so, like I say, probably in the last 10, 15 years, I think, uh, I think my writing has gotten better. Um, I, actually, I know it's gotten better. Uh, and hopefully readers are thinking that too. So. Mm -hmm. and, and what actually got you really involved into writing? You said you started at an early age and then it got better at 10, 15 years. What was that one moment that simply um, really got you more intense into writing? Yeah, good question. You know, it was just probably 10, 15 years ago, it was just a matter of, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm either going to do it just as a hobby every now and then, or I'm really going to buckle down and, and really start writing for, for publication, for pay, uh, right? That's, am I going to get paid for what I do? And see if I can make a go of it as I as I get a little bit older here in life. So mm -hmm. that's really where mm -hmm. it's now, now, do a lot of the subject write about just simply just come to mind just like that? Or do you have to sit down and think about what to write? Or do you have like a, a huge list of uh, what to write about? Well, well certainly in, in terms of fiction, I, I probably have a huge list. Uh, I'm, it's really hard for me just to write, a, write one story, uh, although that's what you need to do when you're a fiction writer, because if you don't, You'll never get anything written and probably that's an issue I had earlier earlier on um, but I have I have enough ideas that would last me if I lived to be 150 years old so that's I'm not going to run out of ideas <laughs> what are some of the ideas you had in mind I mean I, I, I write about everything I mean uh, fiction is is imagination right I, I've been told and I think I have a really good imagination so anything I mean my genre has skewed more toward horror in the last few years um, but I mean, you, you can find horror in almost anything, especially in, in the world we live in, right? There's, there's some pretty horrific stuff going on, on out there. You don't even need to go into the supernatural realm. And what, once you go into supernatural, the, the sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. I was going to say horror movies as well, too. You really don't need to go pay money to see horror movies. Sometimes you have on your uh, smart device or anything in social media. And I think it's getting me more reality these days. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, it's hard to hard to think up something to write because you say oh, i'm going to write this and people won't believe it and then it pops up like you say on, on your uh, on your mobile device so mm -hmm. and uh what, what are some of your favorite writers and authors growing up you know again as as a horror writer uh, there's always um stephen king and dean Koontz. i mean those were the big big ones uh back in the day um now my reading certainly tends to be a lot more diverse i mean i read everything from westerns to literary fiction to science fiction to horror to drama I mean whatever is written well I mean that's really what I'm looking for now something that's written well Joe Lansdale is a big uh, I guess influence or just a writer that I really uh, look up to and the works that he's done he's written a very diverse range of of fiction again western to horror to science fiction and he writes some really good advice for for new writers so uh, mm -hmm. he's somebody, you know if he writes something I'll I'll buy the book sight unseen so Hmm. That's rather interesting. What are some of your favorite books growing up? Boy, that's a good question. Um, you know, again, early Stephen King, Salem's Lot, The Stand, uh, early Dean Koontz, um, stuff like that. Dan Simmons is a, another favorite writer of mine. He's done a lot of great things. The Terror, Drode, um, 
there's, there's, there's a ton. I'm one of those people who has literally hundreds of books on his bookshelf. So. Mm-hmm. You also have uh, nine, hundred books. You also have hundred articles uh, written about your work. You also have your new book, Deep Roots, also Optimal Prevention. We'll get to those in just a minute. But first, listen to the Mike Widener Show at the MikeWidenerShow.com, powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at SonicWebStudios.com for all your needs. Look at a professional website without breaking your budget. SonicWeb Studios is the answer. SonicWeb Studios offers fast, affordable custom web designs that blow the competition away. Call today, 1-800-303-3960. That's 1-800-303-3960. Or email to support at SonicWebStudios.com. Mention the Mike Widener Show. Get 20% off your first project. SonicWeb Studios, take your image to the next level. Also, time to give an official shout-out to our official sponsor of the Mike Widener Show, international warring author Mia Molson-Zia. If you love fast-paced mysteries, you'll love Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon paperback and ebook. Missing is fast-paced and intriguing with an unforgettable twist. It takes place in four countries, two strangers, one target, where truth is illusion and those you love will be the first go missing. It's available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. Missing by Mia Molson-Zia has garnered great reviews in Eve 11 and George about how its celebrities, including Joanna Cassie, Forge Riley, and Manilis. So grab your copy today for Goes Missing by Mia Molson-Zia, available on Amazon. Also, check out the Mike Widener Show at themikewidenershow.com on over 40 podcast platforms heard in over 100 countries. Also on hamiltonradio.net, Diamonds FM, Oldies Radio, and a few networks coming soon. Take us with you on any mobile device. Subscribe to the Mike Widener Show on the YouTube channel. Follow the Mike Widener Show on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter today. For great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com and check out the Mike Widener Show podcast. And for more great gift ideas, go to Amazon.com slash MiaMolsonZM for great books, merchandise, and more. And don't forget to support the Mike Widener Show on Anchor FM, PayPal, TheMikeWidenerShow.com. Make sure you give generously today. We're here with writer and physician living in Central Michigan, Edward Rosick, here on the Mike Widener Show. And um, let's talk about your book, uh, Optimal Prevention, The Five Most Common Killers to Prevent. And um, tell us more about the book and what are the five most common killers? Yeah, so in the Western world, the five most common killers are, I want to make sure I get this right, uh, heart disease, cancer, uh, cerebrovascular disease, things like strokes, uh, diabetes, and Alzheimer's. Um, so they're all diseases that unfortunately um, medicine, or at least mainstream medicine, really doesn't have a lot to do uh, in terms of helping, right? I mean, the war on cancer started, what, uh, under Richard Nixon, and that was, what, 40, 50 years ago. Yeah, I think it was 72, somewhere around there, maybe 69. It's like, was he like president at the time or like vice president or before that? I think he was president. I, I think, again, I was just a little, little kid. So, um, but it, it, so it's been a long time. Uh, and and we're, yet people are still dying by the millions of cancer today, by cancer today. So what I really wanted to do was write a book um, available to everybody, not just physicians or not just people well-versed in medicine that could give people common sense, um, scientifically based ideas on how to prevent those diseases. Uh, my background my background in training is in preventive medicine and public health and holistic medicine. So there's a lot of nutritional components involved in that as well. And so I really wanted to write a book that uh, gave people ways that they could do themselves without having to go to their doctor. Uh, of course, I always want them to talk to their doctor about any changes they do in terms of medicine or in terms of their health but what, what they could do to help prevent those diseases, because it's a lot better if you can prevent something than having to treat something. Cancer, first and foremost, right? If you can prevent cancer, fantastic. Because once cancer sets in, especially in the later stages, um, there's just a lot, not a lot you can do. I mean, I've watched uh, multiple family members suffer and die from cancer. Uh, at the top of the list, my mom and dad, and they 
died horrible deaths uh, after suffering through rounds of chemo and radiation. So it's really not a not a good way to go, not a good way to get treated. So if you can stop it and prevent it, uh, all the better. Mm -hmm. You talk about the five most common killers as well, and you uh, rattle them down. Um, what are some of the ways to prevent um, like the five common killers? You talk about the cardiovascular disease, heart disease, and um, and uh, some of the others as well too. What are some of the common uh, tips and strategies to prevent those uh, five most common killers to happen? Yeah, great question, Mike. Um, the number one thing really, at least in this country and probably in, in many Western countries is diet. Um, you know, the diet that most of us eat, uh, me formerly included, uh, is the standard American diet or the sad diet because it is a sad diet. <laughs> the sad diet, what's your version of the sad diet? <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a diet high in fats, uh, trans fats, high in sugars, high in processed foods, uh, high-end foods with a bunch of additives and chemicals. Uh, again, nutrition or, or non-nutrition, as I like to say, that our bodies were never meant to have. Uh, we're meant to eat basic uh, natural foods. And it's hard to get those these days. It's hard to get those because they're expensive. We've all, all of us are getting blasted by this horrendous inflation that's, that's hitting around the world. And, you know, and food prices are, are taking a brunt of that. So, in America, the cheapest foods are the worst foods for you. They're the most unhealthy foods, uh, right? It's easy to stop at your local fast food joint and pick up a burger, fries, and a soft drink that has 1,500, 2,000 calories that'll uh, satiate your appetite, but it does nothing for your nutrition. In fact, it's horrible for nutrition. So all those, all those, at least the standard American diet is a very, is a diet high, is a high inflammatory diet. It causes a lot of inflammation in your body. And more and more evidence is coming out that inflammation impacts all those chronic diseases, every, every disease I talked about. If you're in a high inflammatory state, you're much more apt to get cancer, you're much more apt to develop heart disease, diabetes, uh, Alzheimer's, all those horrible things that are killing us. Mm -hmm. And also GMOs as well, too. That's been pretty much just, you know, you know cut right off after having it uh, go on for, for God knows how long. That's another killer right there, too, is our eating foods that they're really high in GMOs. I mean, corn and... Uh, oh. And meats and everything. Oh my God. Well, absolutely. You're, you hit the nail on the head, right? Because not only the GMOs, who knows what's going on in, in their molecular structure, the GMO foods, the GMO grains are made so that the uh, pharmaceutical and the pharmaceutical industrial agricultural uh, groups can sell a bunch of uh, glyphosate and other, other uh, herbicides and pesticides, again, that we know are horrible for the human beings, for all of us. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, people need to get back. And I talk about this extensively in the book, the more natural based um, diet, organic, if you can, unfortunately, organic food uh, can be very, very expensive. So, mm -hmm. Do you think the price of organic food is gonna start getting lower and lower and lower as the demand starts getting higher and higher and higher in the future? I, I think it will. And I've certainly seen some of that. Uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely still higher, which kind of blows my mind, right? It shouldn't be higher. They're not using chemicals on it. They're not using herbicides, they're not using pesticides, it should be cheaper. But um, I, I do see that going down and I see the demand for it uh, going up. People are waking up to this fact. People are waking up to that, hey, this war on cancer has been, quote unquote, war on cancer has been going on for 40, 50, 60 years and it's really not doing anything. What's What can we do to uh, ameliorate that ourselves? And so I, again, optimal prevention was just to, to get, get the book out in everybody's hands, right? The, the 
the person who doesn't have a, a PhD in chemistry that they can read this they oh okay this makes sense everything I write about in the book is backed up by scientific studies everything I, I I'm not making outlandish claims about anything so mm -hmm. and, and and plus too I was thinking about the whole thing war and cancer as well too that um you know you know uh, Richard Nixon did and uh, what do you think uh started the whole thing on the war of cancer was it somebody in his family or did it come from someone like say a physician that was advising him or something or you know, you know, that's an interesting uh, concept, the war on cancer. It's like, I, many of us practically forgot about or nobody got lived through it during the Nixon administration. Right. Yeah, it's a, that's a good question. I don't know why it started. Um, being <laughs> being somewhat cynical in terms of the whole political process, it probably was just a good soundbite, he thought, and to get people's minds off the Vietnam War. and Oh, yes. You know, all that other stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds good. It's a way to push money toward friends and companies that... Uh, are involved in this quote unquote war on cancer. So it's been going on for a long time. And, uh, you know, as a physician, I still see ravages of cancer in many of my patients and it's a, it's a horrible thing. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, you know, going from cancer and, um, you know, going from uh, optimal prevention, you also have a book out there too, which is um, basically called Deep Roots. And uh, your, your new book tells about the surreal story of Kevin who had been released from prison serving six years and a lot of twists and turns. And um, tell us more about, about the book Deep Roots and, um, you know, about Kevin and uh, serving six years for um, prison sentence. And uh, tell us a bit more about the book and especially about Kevin. Sure. So uh, Deep Roots is a story about Kevin Ciano, a 31-year-old guy uh, who grew up in Detroit, uh, was sort of railroaded into prison, spent six, six years up at Fairview State Penitentiary, uh, which is a prison in northern Michigan, uh, all fictional, of course. Um, uh, comes back uh, to Detroit to uh, try to get his life back together. And unfortunately for Kevin, um, he starts developing these strange lesions on his body. And, and he doesn't know what they're from. Um, as the story goes by, these strange hair-like protrusions start coming out of his body. And again, as the story goes along, we learn that these uh, strange hair-like lesions, which are very painful and disturbing to Kevin, may not only be killing him, but they may lead to the uh, end of the world. So, mm -hmm. and how and how did these lesions uh, develop? Was it in prison, or was it like uh, after prison? Well, this, this, the, the lesions occurred after prison. I won't give the give it away because that's one of the things of the book, but it, occur, it occurs after prison and it's connected to a bunch of scars, scarifications and tattoos he had forced upon him in prison uh, by a very, very evil guy named Charles Riadona. So as the story goes along, uh, I slowly reveal what's going, what's the connection between the lesions and the hairs and the scarifications and the tattoos. Mm -hmm. How it all together. Mm -hmm. And also, and also Kevin serving uh, six years in prison, um, you know, what, what do you uh, commit the murder for? And was it like a, a just trial, fair trial? Was it like uh, wrongly accused? He, he wasn't wrong. He actually, he, it was really an assault and battery. Uh, so it was a simple assault and battery, which, which should have been uh, plead down to, it could have even been uh, just uh, probation. But unfortunately, his assault and battery was on the son of a police officer. And so he got he got slammed hard by the penal system and ended up having to do six years at a maximum security prison. So he was somewhat railroaded by by the system. Mm -hmm. And also well, going go, go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's OK. So and then once he got to prison, he, he did commit a murder in prison. That's what really that's what spiraled things out of control for him.
Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's where he got back to where he got, um, you know, sent back to Fairview. Then uh, also more things that uh, happened as well too. another confrontation trying to battle the lesions. And, um, you, you know, what else, what else did he really have to battle? And um, what was he able to conquer? I guess that's another point. What was he able to conquer? Right. And so uh, as the story goes along, he's, he's not only trying to figure out what's going on with the lesions, but, and then the subsequent hairs, but he also has to deal with um, one of the prisoners that is also released from Fairview that comes after him. Uh, again, I won't, won't tell your readers because I want them to be surprised, but so he's also having to deal with that. He's also dealing with uh, a new relationship that he develops with a uh, woman, Sherry Musgrave, who's part of a um, fire ensemble group uh, called the Detroit, uh, Detroit City Firemasters sort of a performance group that does these strange exotic shows with fire and body suspensions and stuff mm, like that. Like a Cirque du Soleil. Absolutely. Only with tattoos and scarifications and body piercings. Oh my gosh, that has got to be something too. And um, also he's been sent to Fairview Prison for six years. What was the um, conditions of uh, prison uh, describing the story? Of course, you've, uh, you know, several prisons, some are good, some are bad. And, you know, you know, it just ranges from like, you know, you know, well kept to being like, you know, absolute um, slum out there. Well, how would you describe the um, conditions in uh, Fairview? Uh, you know, they were, uh, they certainly weren't a slum. I mean, they were a maximum security prison. So the in maximum security, and I've had family members uh, that were not incarcerated, but that were uh, worked in the prison system for decades. Um, in maximum security, you have the worst of the worst. So you have people like Kevin who really shouldn't be in maximum security uh, along with people like the, the bad guy, the really bad guy of the story, Charles Riadona, who certainly should be in a maximum security. And so when those two groups get together, bad things can happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and do you feel Kevin's been, um, been fairly charged uh, being in maximum security or do you felt he could have been like in, um, in a different uh, security uh, prison, like say in another facility in Michigan? Yeah, he, he should have been in a, a, a step-down facility, uh, medium security, even minimal security. He wasn't a threat. Again, it, his issue was that he, he beat up uh, the son of a cop. Uh, and when, when you do things like that, generally, and, and you don't have a lot of money, and he's, he's not rich, he's a, just a working-class guy, uh, bad things happen to you. Mm-hmm. And, and, what, and what do you want readers to, uh, to, to, to get from uh, reading the book, uh, Deep Roots? Well, I... I I've been told by a lot of people who've read it so far that it's a very fast paced book. That's what I wanted to write. I think personally, I think horror should be fast paced. Um, I mean, there can be psychological horror, but this is more, uh, this is a little different than that. Um, it's a page turner. I think once you read one chapter, you want to read the next one and the next one. So it's a, it's a, it's a fast read. I mean, if people want to sit down for, you know, one night or one week and, and plow through a book and be scared and disturbed and, maybe even a little horrified. It's, it's certainly the book for them. <laughs> and I can see that, you know, making a movie as well, too. Maybe Silence of the Lambs, you know, like in fast speed or anything like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it would, I think it would um, transfer very well to, to cinema. Um, and it's in Detroit. And I don't think Detroit uh, not, not doesn't get, um, I, I think Detroit should be used a lot more because, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a city that's been around what it's it's been one of the first cities that were colonized by the Europeans. Uh, it was uh, inhabited for thousands, maybe tens of thousands of years before that. So it's a it's a city with huge history, as you know, being from the Midwest, the Midwest has huge history, right? Uh, that most people or many people don't know about. 
so I really, I really enjoy writing about Detroit and, and Michigan in particular. Okay. And, and also too, that um, it, it's almost like um, the critically acclaimed as well too, just like the, um, you know, just released uh, from your thing, uh, Crimes of the Future as well too, and um, horror amateur, horror David Cronenberg. So it's just like, you know, Crimes of the Future, you know, be inspired by it too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I should write David Cronenberg a thank you note for, for, for putting that movie out now. Cause it really, it really ties in because there certainly is a, a very, very in your face, if you will, body horror in uh, deep roots. And I wanted to make it that way. So I, I love David Cronenberg. I think he's a auteur. He's, he's a excellent filmmaker and uh, crimes of the future was excellent. I don't know if you got to see it yet, but it was. Mm -hmm. We'll certainly make a point and do so. Where can we find your book, uh, Deep Roots, Optimal Prevention, and uh, more of your works at? Yeah, so great question. Um, the easiest thing to do is go to my website, which is www.edrosick, that's E-D-R-O-S-I-C-K, dot net. Um, and that'll uh, link you up with my stories, with Deep Roots, with Optimal Prevention. Uh, and in fact, when readers go there, starting the end of this week, they'll be able to read our free short story. I'm going to start putting up free stories up there every month. Oh, we're certainly we're certainly looking forward to it, and we'll do so. What's coming up for uh, Ed Rosick? We'll find out just one minute. You listen to the Mike Wagner Show at themikewagnershow.com, powered by SoundWeb Studios. Visit online at soundwebstudios.com for all your needs. Also brought to you by official sponsor, the Mike Wagner Show, international warring author, Mia and Moses, the Missing, available on Amazon and paperback and ebook. We'll be back with author and uh, physician from Central Michigan, Ed Rosick, after this time. We're back with author Edward Rosick of Deep Roots and Optimal Prevention here on the Mike Wagner Show. And um, Edward just uh, you know, had some um, really good insights to what you did as a writer, physician, learned a lot about optimal uh, prevention, everything, and the story about Deep Roots. Of what else can we expect from you in 2022 and beyond, Edward? Well, I have a couple uh, short stories coming out in some anthologies, so hopefully those will be out this year. Um, I'm about 40,000 words into my next novel uh, called Wahila. Wahila will take place in the uh, Huron Mountains of the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, I'm sure you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, I actually went to undergrad school up there, uh, so I'm very familiar with that area. It's, for people who aren't familiar with Michigan's Upper Peninsula, it's also referred to as the Siberia of the Midwest. It's a very uh, unforgiving, very brutal environment, especially in the winter. So this uh, story takes place in the winter in a cabin, uh, isolated cabin in the Huron Mountains uh, with three people, a uh, 35-year-old female physician, a uh, 41-year-old um, wolf hunter from Alaska, and uh, a 13-year-old Native American boy. And why, why they are trapped in this uh, cabin due to a essentially storm of the century, a bomb cyclone uh, winter storm. They're also having to deal with a Wahila. Wahila is a uh, mythological wolf-like, bear-like monster that uh, is somewhat common in the mythology of the uh, of the Native Americans, especially Northern Native Americans. Mm, that's really interesting. We're certainly looking forward to that, especially around the, um, the, the season as well too for Northern Michigan. And who do you consider biggest influence in your career? Well, I, I, probably Stephen King, just because I think we're all all horror writers my age, he was he was the man, he was the guy. I mean, he, he came from not nothing, but he really blew upon the scene and has continued on for, for decades. So I, I would say Stephen King. The second person though would be Joe Lansdale, just because of the breadth and width of the, of the story he writes. Okay, and what's the best advice you can give to anybody at this point? Uh, in terms of uh, fiction writing? It can be anything. 
Oh, I, in terms of picture writing, I think anybody, uh, you know, I did a talk yesterday at a local bookstore and my advice was, number one, everybody has a story to tell. We're all born storytellers. Number two, if you want to be a writer, um, you have to read a lot, read everything, and you have to write. You got to sit down every single day and write, even when you don't feel like doing it. And that's, to me, one of the, the hardest thing to do. Mm -hmm. And certainly uh, the most important to do, we'll certainly uh, take up on that. We're, we're the author, uh, Edward Rosick of uh, Deep Roots and uh, Optimal Prevention here on the Mike Wagner Show. Edward, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. Looking forward to having you again soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. Once again, tell us about your upcoming projects. What's your website? How do people contact? Where can people purchase or check out your books? Yeah, thanks, Mike. Uh, and thank you for having me on. I definitely would love to be back on again. Uh, best way is go to my website, www.edrosick, that's E-D-R-O-S-I-C-K.net. Uh, that, that'll get them to my books. Uh, they can always get any of my books on Amazon. Uh, some bookstores, especially here in Michigan, are starting to um, uh, have them. If they don't have them, go to your bookstore and ask them to, ask them to carry it. That'd be great. We certainly will do so. Once again, Ed, a very big thank you for your time. You've been absolutely amazing. Looking forward to having you soon. Make sure you keep us up to date. Keep in touch. Love to have you back. We wish you all best. You've got a great future ahead. Thank you, Mike. Take care.